0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Trump using State of the Union to make the case for trade policy. Senate panel set to advance Wheeler. Corn growers talk with Anheuser-Busch. The State of the Union to defend trade and immigration policies. President Donald Trump goes before Congress and the nation tonight, and he'll be using his State of the Union message in part to make the case for his trade, immigration, and infrastructure policies. The theme of the speech is choosing greatness. A senior administration official providing a preview of the speech said Trump will offer an update on the U.S.-China negotiations that could include an announcement of further plans on the talks. Trump will also call on Congress to replace the NAFTA disaster and approve the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Senate GOP set to advance EPA chief. The Senate Environment and Public Works Committee is expected to advance the nomination of acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler on a party-line vote today. Wheeler can afford to lose a few Republican votes when his nomination to lead the agency goes to the floor. Corn State Republicans have been pushing Wheeler to curb the agency's use of small refinery waivers to lower biofuel usage requirements. But Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa said Wheeler has gone about as far as he can to reassure them. He said, you're not going to get anybody better than Wheeler, Grassley said on the Adams on Agriculture radio show yesterday. By the way, a leading ethanol industry group, Growth Energy, filed suit yesterday against EPA for not using the 2019 renewable volume obligations to restore previously waived gallons of ethanol. EPA has a clear obligation to ensure annual volumes are met. Its failure to account for SREs violates that obligation. That the word of Joe Kakish, General Counsel with Growth Energy. And don't miss this. President Trump has announced plans to nominate David Bernhardt as Interior Secretary. Steve Daines has more at Acropulse.com. A Super Bowl hangover for corn growers. It's safe to say that for many of our friends in the Midwest, Super Bowl 53 will be remembered not for the game, but for a war on corn launched by the series of Bud Light ads touting the fact that corn syrup isn't used in making the beer. John Doggett, CEO of the National Corn Growers Association, pressed his farmers' concerns directly with Anheuser-Busch officials yesterday. An NCGA spokeswoman described the discussion as productive and said they plan to speak again in the near future. Meanwhile, in a statement to Agripulse, an Anheuser-Busch spokesman defended the ad while attempting to soothe the feelings of corn growers. According to the spokesman, the company in 2018 purchased more than a billion pounds of corn ingredients saying, we fully support corn growers and will continue to invest in the corn industry. The Super Bowl ads were intended to, quote, provide consumers transparency and elevate the beer category, he said. Lost in the brouhaha over Bud Light was another Anheuser-Busch commercial, this one promoting Michelob Ultra Pure Gold as organic, using the USDA organic seal. Michelob Ultra Pure is brewed with organic rice and barley malt. Not surprisingly, the Organic Trade Association was thrilled the organic seal got that kind of exposure. By the way, Washington Post columnist Tamar Haspel, who writes about science and food, used her Twitter feed to provide an explainer on how corn syrup is used in making beer. Swampbuster comment deadline looms. Today's the deadline to comment on the Natural Resources Conservation Service changes to how it determines what's a wetland and thus subject to Farm Bill Swamp Buster restrictions. As of yesterday, most of the big players on the issue had yet to weigh in. But Delta Waterfowl and the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission both objected to NRCS certifying wetland determinations made between 1990 and 1996. The groups claimed the determinations were plagued by a host of problems that led to a large number of inaccurate decisions. Both entities also supported NRCS use of the 1971 to 2000 timeframe as adequate for determining normal precipitation. Now keep in mind, the comments are on an interim final rule, not a proposal, but NRCS said it would take the input into consideration. China begins to make good on soybean imports. Chinese contracts to buy millions of tons of U.S. soybeans are now being made according to market analysts. USDA confirmed a small percentage of that business with an export sale of 612,000 metric tons. It's the first U.S. government confirmation that the Chinese government is following through with a promise last week to buy an additional 5 million tons that U.S. farmers need to sell after the bumper harvest. Mark Alberson, director of strategic market development for the Illinois Soybean Association, stressed that what farmers need most is the trade war to end and China to lift its 25% tariff. Alberson told AgriPulse, Our message is that Illinois soybean farmers will not be satisfied until these tariffs go away. Anything beyond that is not a long-term solution. Trump strong in way-too-early Iowa poll. The U.S.-China trade war doesn't seem to be hurting Trump that badly in Iowa, a critical swing state in 2020. That according to a new Emerson College poll testing Trump against eight Democrats in a hypothetical two-way race. Trump trailed only one of them, former Vice President Joe Biden. The registered voters who were surveyed favored Trump over Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren by 52% to 48%. California Senator Kamala Harris by 53% to 47%. Biden was favored narrowly 51 to 49%. Keep in mind, the poll also suggests Democrats are right to worry about an independent candidacy by former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz. In a three-way matchup with Trump and Warren, Trump wins with 49% to 40% for Warren and 11% to Schultz. The poll showed that Biden also has more support among likely Iowa Democratic caucus goers. He's favored by 29% and Harris is second at 18%. Crunch time for Bow Diesel Credit. Senator Charles Grassley, who chairs the Senate Finance Committee, is pushing to get an extension of the expired dollar a gallon tax credit for biodiesel included in whatever spending bill Congress passes to avoid a government shutdown after February 15th. Grassley says that if the tax credit is included, it may be another short-term extension rather than the multi-year extension and phase out that was proposed, but never enacted late last year. Grassley said the February 15 funding bill is likely the last opportunity to do something about the biodiesel credit until Congress has to deal with the government debt ceiling in the spring. The tax credit expired at the end of 2017. Here's today's He Said It. This attack especially hits home at a time when farmers are hurting due to challenging economic conditions. That Mark Recker, Chairman of the Iowa Corn Growers Association, on the Bud Light ad series. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.